0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. I'm Josh Y and as always, I'm joined by D3, Doctor Data, Darrell. How you going, buddy?
1: I'm good. Yeah, um, looking forward to these um, slate this week. See if I can get a few teams in for once. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so quite a season for me, but looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's been it has been a bit of quiet. I've noticed every every couple of weeks you you kind of just have uh, have sat back in, and haven't played as much. So it kind of bodes well for. Uh, the rest of us, they so don't have to, to play against you. So that's always handy for everyone on Draft Stars and Moneyball. Um, I've been playing mostly on Draft Kings, trying to cash the bigger bank instead of probably just getting more regular, <laughs> regular winnings uh, on the Australian shores. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been fun the last few weeks. Um, last few weeks have kind of been more DFS, less betting because of the Lions haven't been great. Whereas I think this week I really like the betting slate and I'm not overly convinced with the DFS slate. Um, I found it tough to find a lot of starting running backs this week. A lot of injuries and tough matchups where it's hard. It's hard with running backs when you have got a team that is all but out of contention. You know they're not going to hand the ball to their you know star running back thirty times a game. They're going to mix in a few rookies and a few other guys and just and give guys a bit of a breather because you don't want you know your star running back tearing his ACL in week sixteen playing for nothing. No,
1: no absolutely not. Yes. And on the cotton on the side of that, it does throw up some. Random names that might be good value.
0: Yeah, exactly. And week that's what makes week 17 also really, really fun as well. So uh, yep. and, and quite random. So you can kind of mix things up and have a little bit of fun with it. So uh, week 15, as you said, last week you didn't play so much, but we nailed our lock of the week. Julio Jones found the end zone twice, had a big game. He, he just loves playing the Packers. Um, so hopefully you had him in your lineups. Daryl, you had Juju mentioned on the show as well. He had a two-touchdown game as well. Christian McCaffrey had a great game. Jared Cook had a monster game, and Titans defense as well had a huge game. Uh, I had Josh Allen, who wasn't great passing but racked up 100 yards. Um, again, he's like the white Michael Vick at this point um, from a fantasy perspective. It's quite unreal. Um, and uh, T.Y. Hilton had a great game as he continues to own uh, the Houston Texans. Um, just Any Texans fans, just suck it, man. Colts, we just own you. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm a little bit cocky, man. Last season was rough, so I'm getting some smack talk in this year. Yeah. Um, George Kittle, I, yeah, that was one of my calls last week. He had a monster game, 210 yards and a touchdown. Um, unbelievable. He, uh, helped me cash, um, uh, last week, which was great. And the Giants D had it. Man, they were pitching a shutout until Josh Johnson came on as well. Unfortunately, um, what stopped me from winning big cash for net was an absolute bust. Um, and a couple of one ups. Darnold and the Bills D were, we're not great either for us um here on the punt return but um yeah some good matchups this week we've got we've got four totals over 50 uh the chargers chiefs tomorrow with some injury concerns uh Melvin Gordon questionable um so Justin Jackson might be an option there we'll get to him in, in a little bit Tyreek Hill questionable but we've got Philly and LA at 53 and a half, although that's dropped a little bit with the news Carson Wentz out Nick Foles in New Orleans at Carolina that's 51 and, a half. and then probably the best matchup from a fantasy perspective um, is New England-Pittsburgh this week. And the only double-digit favourite is the Rams now against Philly with 11-point favourites. So looking at the slate this week, what do you like at the quarterback position?
1: Um, Lamar Jackson, I think, is the best combination of score and value at stars 15 7 70. Um, Nick Foles and Bordell are slightly better than him on dollars per point. But um, I scoring um scoring. Josh Allen, Manning and Breeze kind of do other stars options. Um, Moneyball, Brady I think leads the way 8,000, just to have kind of a different name, but, um, Jackson and Adam are kind of the best, uh, other options there as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Bortles is starting. I think Cody Kessler still has the start for the Jags, so that's someone to tread carefully with. Um, although, um, I would love it if he came on in the fourth quarter and just tore it up like the typical Bortles fashion. Um, unless I've missed the news completely. As, as I said in the, uh, punt return podcast, please check that out. Um I've zero interest in the Washington Jag- Jaguars game from a betting perspective. I've completely shut shut out on all things Washington and Jags um except for Leonard Fournette who I'll get to in a second but um that's something to watch. I do like the Brady play. I was going to put him down um he just loves playing against against the Steelers. He just tears up that zone defense um pretty much every time. I've got Lamar Jackson as well, so we might be on the money here with a lock. Um, against the Bucks, D they're allowing an average of twenty four and a half fantasy points uh, per game to quarterback. So you know he's going to get his usual work on the ground, but this might be his first chance to sort of crack two hundred yards passing if the the Bucks put up some points like they have all season um, and, and make this a little bit of a shootout. Potentially, I think Lamar Jackson could be good, and I like uh, I like Jared Goff to bounce back after a horrible week. I feel like a lot of people won't be confident in playing him, so he could have a kind of a, a contrarian play. A lot of people really sworn off of a really ugly primetime performance. Um Goff's just way way better at home. I think he's averaging like 30 something fantasy points per game at home and Philly's secondary is just so banged up right now. So I do like Jared Goff as well. Uh running back position, what are we what do we got? This is running back as I said at the top. Really struggle for me to to find value. Um, there's a lot of committees I think this week.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking to see why we have Bortles projected for seven points. <laughs> um, I'll come back to that one. Um, yeah. Damien Williams, uh, 7,010 draft stars. Um, Riddick, Jelly and Richard. Um, Johnson, 12,600 draft stars. Um, we mentioned him on the Punt Return podcast, but I think he's that kind of spot of value and score. Um, Isakul Elliott at Moneyball um, alongside you know, Williams and Mixon there.
0: Okay, yeah, Uh, man, seven points for Bortles. I mean, he could just come off the bench in in after Cody Cody Kessler could definitely get benched there, and um, yeah. So Uh, it sounds crazy, but you you never know. Like it's it's completely ridiculous. Bortles used to be the king of garbage time, um, in the fourth quarter from from a fantasy perspective. So um, the model's probably tapping into the the garbage time uh, you know, stats and and potentially there. Um yeah Damien Williams is definitely someone that intrigues me tomorrow going back to running back um there um just with Spencer Ware. a little bit banged up um and and Williams is shown a little bit more in the passing game. We saw it when he played in Miami, so um I don't mind that. Leonard Fournette's a guy I like. He's the only thing I care about in that in that Washington Jags game um just after watching Saquon Barkley just destroy them last week. I feel like uh, Leonard fournette's gonna touch the ball. Like thirty something times, um, he should have found the end zone against the Titans. They kind of just butchered some play calling inside the five yard line, and um, yeah, a little bit of that was on Fournette. Um, he looked a little bit sloppy after the week off. Maybe sat on the couch instead of hitting the gym. But uh, yeah, now he's now that he's active, he'll hopefully be a little bit fitter this week. I can't believe I am talking about a player's fitness here in week fifteen, um, but here we are. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you can't question his effort effort or fitness. He's just been immense. Um, I don't really need to say much more about that. In a in a crucial game, he's gonna get his usage and, and pile it up. And then Philip Lindsay, I think, uh Cleveland um kind of struggled against opposing backfields um on a short week on the road. I think Philip Lindsay at home, I think he's had like sixty percent of the touches for uh the Broncos at running back last week, so he's just gonna rack up plenty of yards both through the air and on the ground. And then yeah, if Melvin Gordon is out tomorrow, Justin Jackson could get a heavy workload with plenty of receiving upside against the Chiefs defense that's allowing 174 yards a game uh to opposing backfields which is second last in the NFL so just on workload alone and if the Chiefs are going to score points and and the Chargers are going to have to score points to keep up then um I think Justin Jackson's going to be really really cheap for you and and put up plenty of yards uh all right wide receiver now uh what do you got for me what's the model like this week
1: um, some, some names we've had before. So Michael Thomas, uh, 16,080, um, not terrible dollars per point And obviously high score Thielen, Keenan Allen, um, uh, Judo Jones is up there. Um, Tyvel Westbrook, 6,540, um, uh, Kind um, of showed up as a bit of a value option, um, as does well D.D. Westbrook. Uh, Josh Doxon, who's not a name I am, I'm overly familiar with, but he was one of the punch options at Draft Stars.
0: Okay, yeah, he's the uh, Washington uh, probably, wouldn't say the lead wide receiver, but just by default, uh, probably is their leading wide receiver. Jamison Crowder is back for them as well. Um, so, yeah, he's a former first-round pick, Josh Doxon, a bit of bit of a bust but um great hands in the in the in the uh, red zone so could be a red zone target for uh Josh Johnson who is starting here we are in 2018 Josh Johnson starting um, games in the NFL um so yeah that's that could be the jo- the old Josh connection similar to this podcast operation at times okay. um yeah you've got Tyrell Williams and Keenan Allen listed here um obviously Tyrell more draft stars Keenan Allen moneyball um so you will probably split them depending on the platform you play at but any Yep. any rare sort of double stacks there where you start two wide receivers, or is that just a no-go?
1: It's not something I tend to do as in kind of the bigger tournaments. Something you might think about in smaller tournaments or cash games. Um, if you're thinking that you know the team's going to score a lot of points and you want to kind of make sure you have the players who are on the end of them.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, wide receiver. I've gone with like gritty white slot receivers this week. Um, they kind of are the the, the theme for my wide receivers except for one this week. So I like Adam Thielen against the Dolphins. Um, so Miami have really struggled against interior wide receivers, um, while they've been a little bit better on the outside. So Edelman, Zay Jones, who you tipped up, um, in that matchup, found the end zone twice. Um, Edelman last week had 86 yards, nine catches and a touchdown. Um, and then they also gave up a lot in the slot to the Colts. So they just, uh, that's the way that they attack. So it just suits. Adam Thielen to a who's been a little bit quiet of late. Um, and then speaking of Edelman, I like him this week against the Pats. As I said, Brady loves playing against his own Patriots defense. Edelman's averaging 6.2 catches since his PED suspension. And uh, the last time Edelman uh, faced this defense, he caught 8 of 10 targets for 118 yards and a touchdown. So I feel like uh, Edelman's going to be it. And then Adam Humphreys is another gritty white guy that could probably find success playing for New England as well. Um, he, yeah, he should go all right against the Baltimore defense that uh, is uh, ranks 21st in the league defending slot wide receivers. And they're a much better team on the outside with their corner and safety situations. So I feel like Humphreys could be the uh, avenue for, for Jameis Winston this week. And my other wide receiver is Deshaun Hamilton for the Broncos who I mentioned last week. Um, he scored a touchdown, found the end zone. Um him and a guy called Tim Patrick. It's Tim Patrick, it's the most made up name I've ever heard. Um they both outsnapped uh Cortland Sutton last week, so that's something to watch um against the uh Browns for Sunday, so and both would be pretty cheap options for you. Um so yeah, Tim Patrick is a real NFL name, Daryl.
1: Yeah. Oh, I believe you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So in case uh he ever pops up, now you know. Um, uh yeah. Tim and Patrick. Uh, I feel like everyone went to school with a Tim Patrick, so um all right, tight end position. Uh it's kind of been hit and miss for most of the season outside of you know your Zach Ertz and your Travis Kelsey's, but first time ever we both got sort of names that aren't Kelsey <laughs> and Ertz. Uh who have you got this week?
1: Yeah, we trying to pick some different ones. Um so Eric Ebron at Moneyball 600. um Kelsey Gronk Cook and Kittle, and kind you of rather Moneyball. Option the um, the model is throwing up Christopher Herndon, who's another name I don't know. Um at tight end on Draft Stars his minimum salary. Um Thomas in Thomas Cook, Rudolph and Kittle the other options is throwing up there.
0: Okay. Chris Herndon's a guy I've mentioned on the pod probably six, to eight weeks ago as a budget play. One week he had a couple of strong weeks back to back for the Jets. Um he's kind of been a a, a target of Donald's. He kinda of went cold for a while when Josh McCowan was playing, so it's an interesting name here. You know, they're playing against Houston at home. Um, I don't mind that. Only 5000 at draft stars. Very, very cheap. Um, so you mentioned Ebron. I mentioned Ebron as well. Um, I like the matchup against the Cowboys. Um, so opposing tight ends, they've accounted for nearly 27% of the receptions allowed by the Cowboys' defense, I think, which is in the bottom three of the NFL. Um, and 25% of the touchdowns Dallas have led in have been scored by tight ends. And then on the other side of the ball... Um, in the, in the red zone, the Colts love, and you know, Andrew Luck loves targeting his tight ends and Eric Ebron's on on pace to break the, uh, tight end season record for the Colts. He just needs one more touchdown. I think he gets it this week against Dallas. Byron Jones matches up really well with T.Y. Hilton. Um, so I think Eric Ebron could be a funnel, um, of targets for, for, up the seam for Andrew Luck this week as he tries to, uh, take advantage of that matchup rather than, uh, Going a little bit more dangerous against Byron Jones, who's been one of the corner, best cornerbacks in the league. And I also like Jared Cook, who you liked last week, and he had a great game last week. He's got 18 targets across two games now, um, and he's gone over 100 yards in both of those games. Um, that's the first time he's done that since 2011. He's been around that long, Jared Cook. Still making plays, though. Uh So Jared Cook against the Bengals could be an option and Eric Ebron. So... Um, before we get into your favourite position, looking just at, at common players between us, looks like uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, Eric Ebron are going to be our locks of the week this week for the NFL DFS uh, Down Under podcast for lineups this week. So Eric Ebron and Lamar Jackson, any uh, reservations about those two?
1: Nope. I think those two are just about right. Um, as I see, Thielen is probably also kind of close to that he's someone i would have written down if i had more lines for draft stars
0: all right adam Thielen as well we'll add the three um i like it um build your lineups around them depending on what platform obviously as we've said daryl's given you options for both draft draft stars and and moneyball mine are more of a just a random names to throw around obviously it'll depend on the price that you desired and what you can fit in and and what lineups you, you can put together and you can do that by just going to Fantasy Insider and, and punching in and locking in some of those players that we've mentioned, and then building the rest of your lineup around that. And if a few names pop up here and there that we've mentioned, then everything's rosy and we can go along with it. But you can't you can't do a, a DFS lineup without a defense, Daryl, and um, it's <laughs> it's you know one of the most five you know probably probably in the top five most important positions in DFS. Um, <laughs> Uh, probably between the 4 and 5 range. I'd probably lean towards more the 5 spot. Um, but, yeah, yep. still one of the top 5 most important positions in DFS. So what have you got for us uh, uh, on defense in Week 15 here?
1: <sighs> Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, so, yeah, we mentioned earlier Jacksonville, 36-point total, Buffalo, 38-point total. They're the favorites in those games, Bills and Jacks.
0: Yeah, good one. That's just smart. I think that's, you know, if you've been following the show for most of the season, it's just a great way to do it. Um, it's in... It's in our notes here that those two are the two lowest points, so we mentioned it on the Punt Return podcast. If you haven't listened to that, check that out. Um, 36 is a very low total for Washington and Jacksonville, and then, yeah, Detroit and Buffalo. Detroit's offense has just been god-awful the last few weeks, Um, and Buffalo are much, much stronger at home, so I like that option. I was going to jot the Bills down as well. I've got the Jags. They're playing against Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez. I also like the Falcons against the Cardinals. Arizona, they've got a historically bad offense, according to DVOA. They ranked dead last in the NFL in DVOA by quite a significant margin now. Um, Buffalo were trending as an all-time historically bad offense, and Arizona have now leapfrogged them. Um, so that doesn't bode well as bad as Atlanta's defense has been. Uh, it could be a, a kind of a, a bit of a contrarian or a difference maker there. I can't see too many people being excited about the Falcons just because they've been leaking points all season long so yeah they're the they're the two that I lean towards uh yeah so that's that's pretty much it um it's a pretty straightforward week um I do prefer I think there's a lot more options at wide receiver than running back would you agree
1: yeah I think so um it's pretty much the kind of a standard week especially a money ball where you know value and points are basically still the same thing um I think there's a few options you can play at wide receiver and then you've probably have got to go with one or two of the premiums um, at running back, lock those in, build your team around those um, and see what you can afford.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, those premiums, you mentioned, you know, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, I mentioned McCaffrey um, and to a lesser degree Fournette and then kind of just build around that. So um, they're kind of your elite options there at running back, uh just a quick question before we go. You know, when you have your two flex positions, do you often try and split and have one running back or one rider receiver or do you just it just depends on what the cruncher and, and what the lineup dictates in, in, in price and value?
1: Yeah, I mean, it mostly comes down to value and what you can fit in there and also the type of contest. Um, your running back um, points tend to come with a much lower variance than your wide receiver points. So if you're playing a smaller tournament or a cashed game again, um, you might want to just play running backs as much as you can to kind of get your benefit from that. Um, wide receivers and tight ends are a lot more volatile.
0: Okay, there you go. Um, that makes a lot of sense there. Good advice from, uh, D3 there for, um, anyone just sort of dipping the toe here late in the season into DFS. Maybe you've just stumbled across it. Um, we have mentioned the Fantasy Insider, uh, lineup cruncher throughout the show. Just head to fantasyinsider.com.au to check all those details out. Sign up and you'll get access to the Cruncher that helps you, uh, put together lineups for Draft Stars and Moneyball for NFL and for NBA. And then obviously, uh, is, is the Cruncher applying for Big Bash, which starts next week?
1: Yep. Um, so yeah, we've got a whole new Big Bash model this year, which is kind of more of a ball by ball simulation. Um, so yeah, that will be up probably Tuesday or Wednesday, um, ahead of the first kind of Big Bash game, depending on when the, sort of the websites get the tournaments up, but. Um, Expecting some interesting um, stuff from Big Bash this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as we said on the punt return podcast, check that out. The Big Bash season um, it does go for two months, so uh, you know the cruncher gives you plenty of options. You've also got NBA as well. So for the next uh, three or four months, you've got plenty of uh, DFS, you know, to crunch and lineups to crunch and and money to be made. So definitely recommend checking that out and and definitely recommend uh, playing some DFS this week, uh, Daryl. Good luck. Um, if you are you. playing some this week, we'll uh, we'll wait and see how much you actually play, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, we'll talk next week for week 16, um, potentially the last sort of competitive betting week, but uh, obviously still kind of two more weeks of regular season uh, DFS.
1: Yeah, a bit more regular season DFS, as I say, week 17. Um, Going to coincide with Christmas, but normally a good DFS week, so yep, be um, interesting to keep an eye on that. And yeah, as I say, check back on the Cruncher for updates during the week. Um, I just had a look at this Bordles thing whilst we were talking, and I think if you add Bortles and Kessler's points together and give them to Kessler, it might make Kessler a decent play come Sunday. Okay. Um, at the moment, it looks like the Cruncher has that somewhat 70% Kessler, 30% Bortles in terms of chance of playing. Okay. Um, so it could well be that needs up, that'll get updated soon.
0: Okay. Well, there you go, man. If that, it, it sounds quite silly, but if, you know, we come back next week and Kessler gets benched or injured throughout the game, the, the, the fantasy insider lineup Cruncher is an oracle. Um, it can predict the future and the health of quarterbacks. So stay tuned. Watch this, watch this space. And as Daryl mentioned, uh, we'll be back next week and, uh, we'll, we'll fill you in next week on, on our arrangements for, for week 17. As we said, it is around Christmas. So we, we might have to, uh, potentially spend time with our families and in-laws rather than, uh, play DFS and gamble. So, uh, um, yeah, we will, we'll keep you in store with that next week. But as, as I say at the end of every show, you can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford follow me on Twitter at JYnFL and you can follow our content and our brands at stats Insider and at woot and y, and we'll be back next week.